I mean, that was a good scene when they were still in the, what the hospital and he pokes his head around. You're like, dude, you're, you're not being a good wingman right there. You're definitely clipping wings. <laughs> you're cock blocking. Well, it's, it's yeah. the pack. They made a pack. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Oh, guys, better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that like, subscribe, notification button, bell notification. That's the one. Uh, follow us, all that fun stuff. Help us promote the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, uh, tell the neighbor's dog. I, just tell everyone because it helps us and we appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about Amsterdam. It was released October 7th, 2022. It was written and directed by David O. Russell. It stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Alessandro Nivola, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Rock, <laughs> Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Robert De Niro, and Andrea Riseborough. In 1930s, three friends witness a murder, are framed for it, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'll say this. Like in any good rap song, when a rapper finally makes it and they have to rap about their money, if this movie could rap about its cast, this would be a great song. It'd be a deep mother effing song because, man, cast for days. And that's about all of the good things I can say about this. <laughs> yeah, David O. Russell pulls some serious, like... That guy gets favors. His movies are always chock full of big names and great actors. So, and they just keep getting the cast lists keep getting bigger and bigger with every movie that he does. And I've enjoyed most of them. I'm trying to think of if there's David O. Russell movies that I didn't enjoy at least a little bit. He's a weird dude in his movies. Yeah, like Silver Linings Playbook, I enjoyed. American Hustle was eh. The Fighter, you guys love mm-hmm. The Fighter. Um, I, I like, like The Fighter. Movies. It's good. I mean, I heard Huckabee's was a little weird for me. Three Kings I loved, but it was really kind of a bad movie. <laughs> but it was entertaining because it was weird and funny. And But he's done some great movies. But I enjoyed I this movie, so... This was a give great a, movie. Yeah. No, no. I'm yes. Gonna, maybe okay. I'll let you... I'm going to let you, you guys talk, and then maybe I'll get angry. <laughs> Matson, do you know? Hold up, up, watch. I'm going to take my headphones out for five seconds. I'm going to grab something that is very appropriate for a time like this when you're angry. Give me five seconds. You guys keep talking. Now I want to wait five seconds. I know, right? I've got to see what this is all about. Is it one of those candy bars? It's got to be. What do you grab? You know what it is. It's a freaking Snickers. (laughs) I thought you liked uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Uh, I do, but at a time like this, according to commercials out there, this is when you need to eat a Snickers. Snickers. I will not be doing that because this is not my favorite candy bar. But let me tell you, audience, as a defender of the common folk, and I'm just going to supersede Alec. I told him I was going to wait. I can't wait. Don't see this movie. I went to see this movie today at the unfortunate hour of 1.30 Pacific, F Central time. Uh, And let 
let me tell you, I was the only one in a regal cinema theater. Let me tell you, not clearly as comfortable as AMC with my reclining chairs. And I ended up laying down because I was the only person in the whole theater. I was so bored from this movie and slightly confused, but there was enough acting to keep me glued to the screen. Thank you, Margot Robbie, for having some of the best eyes in the business. This is not a good movie. This is not a good movie. It is extremely well acted. Cannot take anything away from that. The cast is impeccable, but this movie is at times confusing and I was just bored. I wasn't interested in what they were trying to do. If you want to go see a comedy mystery kind of thing, go, go watch Knives Out. One of the best movies out like that does it way better than this and has an incredible cast. Go watch Knives Out. You'll be much, much happier. See, now this is exactly why I have no faith in Matson's movie-watching abilities. Do you know that this is based partially on a true story, Matt? Yes, I do know it's based on partially true story. Very, the only true person in this movie is Robert De Niro's character. Oh, good. That is literally... Bradley Butler. That is literally it. Everything else is fictitious up the ass, and this movie sucks. <laughs> and I knew you were going to like this movie, Alec, and yes. most of the time, every movie you like is complete garbage for the oh common folk. Oh my gosh. No, it is not. <laughs> All this movie needed was to be in black and white, and I think I would have lost it. Oh, I, I think loved I literally would have died. This movie would have been perfect in black and white. <laughs> yes, I would have loved that. Matson, what you have here is a corporate greed film which talks about the rich people running the motherfucking world, which is how the world works. That's where we're at right yeah, now. How can you not like that? The fact that you don't like this is why the rich motherfuckers stay in control all the time. Because I, they are telling us what they do through Hollywood films. And everybody goes, oh, that was stupid. That's never going to happen. I'm not saying it's stupid because of the premise. I just, if they're, they need to make it more compelling and exciting to me than this backdagger, like plot that is there a, a love relationship? How much is this connected to be? I didn't know you couldn't go to war if you were flat footed. Like that was news to me. That's probably the biggest thing I learned. It just wasn't compelling. But to say that the rich people are running this country, of course they are. Do I like it? No. And I'm sure we'll hear more about it in Alex's crazy shit. Oh, absolutely. There's tons of information there. But this was funny. The entire time they're cracking jokes about the flat-footed guy. Oh, yeah. And then you have nonsense songs, which was hilarious. No. You have Chris Rock who's pushing for racial equality (laughs) the entire time during World War I. That part was funny. I give it to Chris Rock. Although he could use less plastic surgery. It was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off for most of this movie because it was hilarious. There was jokes and they were funny. The problem is, Matt, you actually had to listen to the jokes (laughs) to understand them, which is something that they used to do in movies before Marvel started. Look, I listened. I was the only one in the theater. Let me tell you. You said you were laying down. Yeah, I laid down and watched like this because I couldn't sit straight. Unbelievable. Oh, God. You can't sit through a two and a half hour movie that has jokes and fun and it's got enough action to be a pretty good mystery thriller. What are you doing? According to Rotten Tomatoes, the critics and the common folk out there think this movie is garbage. Oh yeah, that's because critics and common folk don't know I don't care so much about about the critics, but I care about my common folk and I'll defend them all day. (laughs) Don't watch this movie. Listen to this podcast. You are laughing more than you will in this movie. 
No, you will not. That movie is hilarious. No, I'm very confident in that. I'm loving this. I, I feel White like I wish I had a real like bucket White of popcorn. Right You're now. not thinking this through, Matson. Okay. Oh, dude. That was hilarious. That entire scene is how you open up this film. Yeah. Then we figure out that Christian Bale is the doctor who just tests new drugs on himself. He spends half the movie falling down because he's taking a new pill to help with his pain. This was beautiful. It was a wonderful film. And the fact that you can't see it just proves that I don't have any faith in your ability to watch a movie. And it had Margot Robbie making freaking shit out of freaking shrapnel. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? She put the veil on top of her. I was like, oh, girl. Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, look, I love Margot Robbie. She can act her ass out. And then you got my another one of my favorites, Zoe Saldana. And I loved her character. Like, she's just this dry, nonchalant. And it's so funny to watch, like, all of the people that this, that they're our main character, right, our doctor has around him are the people that are, like, should be societal pariahs. Like, and that's my fit at this time. And that was my favorite part of watching this. The people that he kept around him. He had a, what was it, Portuguese? But she was, yeah, he had a, Portuguese hmm. doctor that was helping him do an African-American woman pretending to be Portuguese so that she could be a doctor and only have one thing against her to be a doctor. And then his best friend is a black man who he served in a regiment full of black men that had to wear French uniforms because the Indian Americans refused to be seen in uniform with them. And then he's he's got all of these maimed and marred soldiers, the people that we unfortunately in our society today so often abandon and leave out and don't do anything for like he he's their, their savior. He's the guy they all go to. I mean, even the cop, the reason he got away with not getting arrested right out the gate is because this cop is a freaking drug addict because of his war wounds and they're friends. And that's their common bond. So I really appreciated like this guy was, he was, you want to talk about the common folk. Like this is the guy that was around all of the normal people that the rich people that we see. And even the middle class at that time, though there was no such thing as middle class in the thirties, but these people like surrounded himself with all of the, the outcasts of society. And I just thought that was really great. And anytime they were around him, they were having a great time, even in the midst of this crisis and this weird, like they were happy, they were having fun, they were enjoying themselves. And I just thought that was a really interesting take on this movie. They, they've been framed for murder. They're running around trying to solve their own murder while this, what we find out to be a Nazi plot is happening that they're uncovering. And it's just this slapstick, weird situation with these weird dude and this weird trio of friends And I just thought it was so interesting how you compare that ridiculous with the so serious and have it work for me. And it did. I mean, it thoroughly, thoroughly worked for me. Yeah, Mike, I might start eating the Snickers over here. Go for it. I I just might. (laughs) I just might start doing it. Maybe you'll come around to your senses and start liking this movie. (laughs) No. Yeah, you will. JJ knew the moment uh, this the first the first five minutes attorney is like this is not a Matson movie. No. So it's got comedy. It's got a good cast. It's got, you know, it's got a good story. What'd you hate about it? 
No, I didn't. That's the thing for me. I didn't really like the story. So it's a problem with you and not the movie having a great story is what you're saying. <laughs> See, I'm, the problem with me, I'm in the common folk and common folk did not really enjoy this movie. I'm not surprised you didn't like you like this movie. In fact, that's literally, as I said, and I, probably, I should have texted both of you guys 10 minutes and I was like, mother effer. I know Alex is going to love this movie. Yeah. JJ's going to like this movie enough because there's humor in here that JJ will be able to appreciate. I just, my, my bar for humor, unless I have someone like a JJ or my little brother Chase that's going to laugh before me, it's got to be like over the top funny and nothing in there. It was over the top laugh. funny. No, it's not, no, it's it's not my type of humor. That is one thing with Matt's. It is his, his humor is definitely different than mine and yours. Like we've had that argument quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to bring uh, Bill and Ted, for instance. I mean, JJ's humor is sophisticated <laughs> and slapstick. JJ's hard to pin down sometimes. Well, it's because I enjoy my favorite humor is smart humor. And, and when I say smart humor, I mean like Bill and Ted for me was one of the funnier smart humor because it's slapstick and smart at the same time. Like I still, if I watch that movie, I laugh my ass off at the robot having a conscience. Like it kills me wrecks me i laugh so hard so jokes that are earned like that because they're and that's like this movie the reason i found it so funny is because it's this take on societal norms that are ridiculous and we make fun of it like the whole like the character that was real with robert de niro's character like the way he played it i was laughing my ass off at him being so him right and it was real but i was like the the comedy that came from it because of the line, the way he would take digs at the bad guys, the rich people and this group, like, but he would do it straight faced and just calm and collected. But he would just be like, basically you guys are a bunch of pieces of shit and move on. And, but it, the way he would say it so intelligently. And so for me, I love that, but I also love a joke that I don't have to think about. So like I can, I love a good slapstick joke too. mine. The problem with me is you have to earn a joke too. From in my opinion, you have to earn a joke. That's why I'm not a huge fan of like Will Ferrell shit, because that's just fucking throw shit at a wall and hope it sticks. And I don't enjoy that comedy most of the time. But I laughed my ass off at this movie. Like I was dying because it was funny. A lot of funny jokes. Yeah. Even down to when he first you know gets introduced to his new regiment. <laughs> Yeah. And they're just openly threatening to shoot him in the back. And as he's thinking through his process, he's like, well, I don't want to get shot in the back. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to leave you guys to die. I'm like, okay, cool. Then we can get along. Fair. Or the fact that, you know, as he figures out that his uh, wife's family just sent him off to die in war and they're yeah. having that conversation. <laughs> and he's, he's so like, nonchalant about it every <laughs> time. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go die. Yeah. They're talking about how it's for honor and glory, which is what world war one was. Yeah. It was all about, you know, fighting the good fight and for King and country yeah. type of a feel. I mean, you get it at the end where it kind of circles back and he's like, wait, we just fought a war. Like that was the great war. Like that was the war to end all wars. Yeah. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> it's just, an, it's a kind of like a social justice commentary for the thirties that was made in 2022. And I enjoyed every single bit of it. Yeah. Well, and it's so relevant. Some of the dumb shit is so relevant even today. Like when they're giving Mike Myers and the, the CIA agent a hard time about the bird story, because they killed a bunch of birds in order to like find out about the bird. Like they killed the eggs. Like I was dying because I'm like, it's so true. Like we do nasty shit to become important people or important. You know what I mean? To have these significant finds, but you just, 
basically create, and then they have this excuse for it, right? Well, the dodo is, is mean. It's vicious. Yeah. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, so for me, like I thought that for me was so interesting. These just subtle digs at society and the ridiculousness of not only the 1930s, but things that have carried through even to today where we let people get away with shit and we praise them for things or we look at them and go, yeah, that's a great thing. When in reality, it's not, but they, the way we spin it, that spin really makes a difference. And so I, I had a great time with Mike Myers and Michael Shannon, like those two, every time they were on screen, I was dying. Oh, they were hilarious. It's like dumb and dumber. Yeah. I didn't laugh one time. <laughs> that's not because one. you have no soul. <laughs> and I want to laugh. No, if you'd wanted to laugh, you would have laughed. That soulless no. redheaded You just shit wanted you. to be mad at this movie because you knew I was going to like it. That could be true. So no, you I, turned I really, off your laugher because if tr- you had wanted to laugh me, during this movie, you would have laughed. Very much wanted to laugh. It never got me there. Didn't laugh. No, I did. I, it was funny. I was, we were 10 minutes in. It, well, and it was surprising because Casey didn't love this movie either. And normally it's her kind of a movie, but. It was a little busy for her. And I will say, I enjoyed the movie, but it was a little chaotic. That's a, that's a great word. In fact, that's what I was searching for. Like At times, I just felt like I had to think too hard to really realize what was exactly going on at times. And don't get me wrong. And Alec, you can, you can smile. I love a good thinker that I'm like Interstellar, for instance. That's what that's, I grew up going to movies and talking to my dad about it. But this had so many different varying angles. I was like, what is the point they're really trying to get across? Is it really what's actually true about this story? Because it is, I don't think they actually lean into that fully, in my opinion, because there were so many other jokes and things that they tried to insert. And I just wasn't sure what was what I was supposed to actually be paying attention to as much because there was, in my opinion, a lot going on and it was a turnoff. Yeah, it was frenetic. And there were, there were a couple of moments where I was like, Whoo, they just go from one thing to the other. And there's no, there were a couple of moments where I was like, Ooh, I'd like a breather just to be able to, to slow it down. But I think that's the only thing that I really found fault with this movie is that it was, it was, it never stopped from the start to the finish. And there was a lot of hopping around and they did, there were a couple of dots that it took them a while to connect. And like, I connected them kind of, but I went, I don't know if I'm right because this seems so random. Right. And then, and I don't mind that to a degree, but they played on that a lot to where I was like, well, that was wildly random. Where the hell did that even come from? And then like, for example, Rami Malek's character, when you find out that she's related or he's related to Vanessa, you're like that whole scene, it distracts when you, she comes out and she's part of that family. And I get that the idea is that that's their reconnection and Holy shit, this whole thing ties into Amsterdam us meeting because we wouldn't have been able to solve this if we hadn't met each other in the war and if all of that connection but then this subtle hints that they were trying to show that Remy Malik is actually one of the bad guys. But at the same time, trying to have it be a twist when you get to the end, it was a little much for me. It was a heavy handed trying to hide it. I think if they'd have just leaned in and said, there's something weird about Remy Malik's character, it would have been less distracting in my opinion. But it was just little things like that that bothered me because it was just trying too much all at once. But you're going to do that with a movie this frenetically paced. You're always going to have some timing issues. And, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. And for that part with Tom, 
I was kind of enjoying that because nobody's going to pay attention to any weird stuff he does. He's at the top of the social ladder. That's fair too. Socialites are only trying to climb the social ladder and they don't care about anything else in between that. And I really enjoyed uh, the Amsterdam scenes or even before then, because you have Christian Bale, who's the awkward squeaky third wheel that has no (laughs) compunctions whatsoever about being the awkward squeaky third wheel. It was great. I mean, that was a good scene when they were still in the, what, the hospital and he pokes his head around. You're like, dude, you're, you're not being a good wingman right there. You're definitely clipping wings. <laughs> you're cock blocking, motherfucker. It's, it's <laughs> the pact. They made a pact. <laughs> and I love that he throws that shit in his face, too. It's like, you're about to get laid, but we made a pact. <laughs> you can't leave me alone. Like, um, I mean, that's a deal. A deal's a deal. Shit was great. Like, I, I got to talk to Amsterdam, the country great country like if you have visited like this movie is no reflection of you as a country like you can do it all there and then some and it's also just beautiful friendly people great food go to amsterdam but don't watch this movie <laughs> i've been there watch this movie. it's great i will say that the one thing that imagine they hit on that i liked is the acting which you knew it was going to be great but holy shit was it great like oh yeah absolutely except for taylor uh, swift People should stop hiring Taylor Swift. Uh, okay, yeah, that I will say. When she, when they were hit the dead body that had the bad wheel, they were pushing. When she like repeated whatever phrase she said as that scene was ending, I was like, oh, like yeah, that was not authentic. That felt very like playwright scripted and just not delivered well. Yeah, she's awful. People need to stop giving her acting jobs. It's not good because she was terrible. I mean, yeah, when she got pushed under the car, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> we don't have we don't have to watch her on screen anymore how's some interesting cgi <laughs> damn it matt so why'd you have to say something about black and white now i want to watch this movie in black and white like i think that, that would have been dope. fantastic this movie would have been perfect in black and white yeah the only thing that would have made this movie really bad for me is if it was in letterbox I would have joined it in a letterbox. Don't even toy with me, man. Off. I was oh just, my I'd, gosh. I'd have texted Matson right away. I'm like, uh-oh. I'd be like, I showed up to a screen to see this? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, a phenomenal movie. Oh my I will say, though, too, that Anya Taylor-Joy, I usually like her a lot. She kind of annoyed me in this movie, and I think that was intentional to a degree. Design, yeah. The character, yeah. but I didn't enjoy, like, she kind of irritated me by the end. Especially yeah, like she, the whole begging Robert De Niro, like when she was like fawning over him, I was like, ugh. I mean, I would do the same thing if I ever met Robert oh, De Niro. Dude. So yeah, me too. That's I can true. relate. I would be, but I did like her character at the end when she went all like kind of like Tom. That she got that slow, methodical speech instead of like the, you know what I mean. I was just like, oh Jesus. Does she play creepy characters in movies I haven't seen? Because, man, Sometimes. I feel like she could do that really well. She was in that. Uh, she was the main character. In, yeah, The Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. She was, yeah, main, she was in the she was in, Viking movie. Uh, yeah, I saw her in Viking. She was in a creepy character, though, in Last Night. I feel like she could be a creepy villain, though, like and probably play that really well. I think she, she just was. Nice creepy villain. That's true. Yeah, she was a little Nazi well, lady. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not saying she, I think she played a role well in this, but I'm talking like, you know, like, a horror movie, something Alec wouldn't want to watch. I feel like she'd get, be good at that. She was in a she was in a movie Not that called I Witch. Not that I won't watch it either, Alec. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> no. 
I think you just volunteered us to watch a creepy horror movie with Anna Taylor Joy in it, Madsen. There's a, there's a perfect one called The Witch. <laughs> oh, uh, I've heard about that one. Uh-huh. Um, there, she was also in the new. Hey, that's something that Alec and I can agree on. We'll let JJ stick to that crap. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love that. Was like her weird break. But that was also a, another Robert Eggers film. So that's how Robert Eggers did that weird Viking movie, The Northman. She was in that we watched. Oh gosh! And so. Yeah, that was that's another one of his movies, The Witch, and it's just as weird and just as creepy. And she does a great job. She's really awkward. But that's that was the movie that like lit her up and got her out there was The Witch. Um, hmm. Yeah, and then she did New Mutants. That was a weird character, but I like John David. John David Washington is who I want to call it though. That like. What else is is he been in a lot of movies? I just haven't been paying attention to because obviously for me he came on on scene during Tenet, loved yeah. him in that. But I haven't seen a thing of late that he's been like a co-star or a star. And I watch enough movies and I'm watching every movie. I quite like him. He hasn't done a ton of movies. He's only got like 15 credits, but he's done a lot of uh, independent style stuff. I think he kind of... He picks and chooses. Well, he has the benefit. And I, I don't mean... Not that he's ever going to listen to this shit, but I don't mean this shitty... But I think he's been able, because of who his dad is, he's been able mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to pick and choose. Now, he's he's a phenomenal actor. Like, I love watching movies with him. But, like, he he did Black Klansman, which is, like, his breakout major movie role. Uh, that's right. I missed that one. Yeah. Very interesting movie. He was also in a movie called Monster, which was also very good. A lot of the things that he does are independent-type films. Other than Tenet, which is like the only one that he's done that's been a big, yeah, what you'd call like a big blockbuster style movie. Hell yeah, it was. So he's done a lot of a lot of independent films, but everything that I've seen him in absolutely crushed it. So I look forward to pretty much everything. Yeah, he was he, awesome. He does. But I think everyone knows that Christian Bale should not grow his hair out like he did his fall. <laughs> like, I mean, it, my hairstyle was so good for his character. I was like, well, there's a reason you probably don't wear it that long because you look like psycho. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and you guys know he's not always my favorite in everything. Like, But this kind of movie, I love him in. Because the way that he morphs into his characters this kind of movie, he fits whatever, like that frenetic pace, like he was perfect. The way he was bouncing around the screen and the conversations. And then he would just randomly be confused. And so he would slow the conversation down and like have one word or a question that he wanted some clarification on, even if everybody else in the room understood what was happening. But I also looked at it as like, that's, I'm the guy that wouldn't ask the question. I would just pretend that I knew what the hell was going on. So it's just an interesting yeah, so I thoroughly enjoyed his character and the way he played him in this movie because it fits so well with the rest of the movie and how it went. I was trying to think. I did like that they put in the little actual scene of the the actual general's speech. And I this was another one that made me look up more about what happened. And so I thought it was really funny that this this whole thing happened, but we don't really have a lot of details on it, just his speech, that he helped to find them. You know what I mean? Like, did he... So he set himself up as bait. So I thought it was pretty genius of David O. Russell to go, let's take this event that we have documented evidence of a conversation or a speech that was given or a testimony that was given. 
or a speech about a testimony that was given. And let's write this ridiculous story about how he came to be involved in this whole thing. I thought that was pretty clever to take that realistic thing. Cause we don't know a lot about the council of five or, you know, how all that happened. We know they existed, but I thought it was pretty clever. All right. Should we rate it? Let's do it. Okay. I'm not going to go first. Let's get the, let's get the bad score out of the way. Matson, <laughs> rate this movie, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, there's much worse things that I've seen on screen. Thankfully, as we talked about, the acting is top notch. Like, and for some people that are different than me, they, as you've heard, they quite liked it. But I thought the story was a little chaotic. Couldn't really wrap my head around it in ways that maybe I would have liked. Uh, so it just wasn't compelling to me. So I'm going to give it give it a two and a half because it's based on somewhat of a true story. Well, the story is true, but one's true character, like the acting. I mean, I thought visually on screen it looked good, but yeah, I don't I don't have great things to say. Overall, I was just kind of bored. Fair enough. That was higher than I expected you to give it. So, well, the acting is really good, so it can get you through a lot. Like. It's hard to, I mean, there's like, what, five A-listers in this movie? Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's seven, something crazy like that. I was going to say, it's, it's quite a few. I think it might even be double digits when you start thinking about six, seven. You get seven, eight, with you count De Niro. Yeah. And then you got some that are fringe A-list, like Michael Shannon. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to watch this, this movie doesn't need to be seen in theaters like if you want to watch that, I think you just wait till you're at home on the comfort of your couch. Like there's nothing overly visually appealing about this. Like I think it, it'll do well at home for you. Fair enough. All right, Alec. <clears throat> <laughs> the fact that we don't know more about Major General Smedley Butler is a crime. This dude <laughs> has probably one of the best military records out there. And he was smeared by the media and now nobody knows his name. Hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I love pretty much every aspect of it. Yes, it speaks to my conspiracy theories. It's fair. But are they really conspiracy theories? In some cases, where we have rich and powerful gurus who do their part to make us all dance like puppets on their strings. The podcast recently did a movie that was very similar in the Kingsman, uh, most recent Kingsman film that came out, which essentially told the same exact story. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed this movie immensely. This is a movie that I would watch with my grandma. It is a motherfucking five. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Oh, I love it. Oh That's no! Fantastic. It's my first five for a wow. film, and it goes oh. to Amsterdam. I love it. Uh, that hurts. That's amazing. We were wrong though. There's more than one real person in this movie. The weird dude that was in the general's house with the money. Kevin Maguire? Yep, he was real. Oh. Real name and everything. Actually, Jerry Maguire was his, his actual name. But I enjoyed this movie. I obviously didn't enjoy it as much as Alec enjoyed it, but I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was fun. The cast was outrageous. The acting was great because of the outrageous cast. And the writing to me was very clever. It was funny. There was so many moments of just this chaotic and yet very interestingly written dialogue that moved things forward. And then there was just these weird side stories of veteran doctor trying to figure himself out, figure out what he wants. And then he's like, 
going through this whole thing. It takes this just massive, odd situation to help him do that. So I, I thought it was a very interesting movie. The acting was great. The story was interesting. It was funny. I laughed a lot more. Like I didn't, I didn't go into this thinking it was going to be a funny movie, but I laughed a lot. So I appreciated that. And I just had a good time watching it. Like I throughout thought this is fun while it had some frenetic pieces. And I think there were some very confusing area. Eh, there were a couple of confusing pieces and scenes because of that frenetic nature. And so I think there could have been some better editing, maybe a little bit better timing for me. I still thought it was a really good movie. And it's a shame that this movie is getting maligned the way that it is and that it's probably going to lose money, but that's okay. Cause I yeah, enjoyed it. like, no money. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it probably lose some money. It'll probably be a minute before David O'Russell gets the size of a cast again because, yeah. But I am going to give it a four because I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Not a perfect movie, but good enough that I'll watch it again. It was fun. There it is. Matson, I think it's your turn again, buddy. Tell everybody where they can find oh, us. Oh, man. Look, if you need to eat a Snickers after <laughs> this dumpster fire of a movie, well, I mean, I gave it a two and a half, so this average movie. <laughs> I've got one right here. You can hear the crinkling through my mic uh, if you listen to us on the podcast. You can listen to us wherever good podcasts can be found on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, to name a few. If you want to watch and listen, check us out on YouTube at our channel, What's Our Verdict. If you want to interact with us on social media, TikTok is definitely the absolute name of the game, but you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We do a lot of live shows on Mondays and Thursdays. Currently, Mondays, we have Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Thursday is Andor sprinkling in a bunch of movies and things along the way with a Halloween theme uh, right now, which we're excited about. And lastly, we have our Patreon that's up. So if you want to come support the podcast, uh, we have three different tiers. Um, a couple of things you can do is vote on what we're going to listen to in the next month, watch exclusive trailers of new movies that are coming out. You can mandate something for us to watch once a quarter, something that uh, I'm scared about, particularly for one of our Patreons out there. But come chime in. And then lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, you can feel free to email us at host at what's our verdict or just slide into our DMs. Hell yeah. Thanks, Madsen. And with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Cinematic out.